Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 141. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary. Going to be hanging out with you on this lovely, lovely day post-trade deadline. Unfortunately, the win streak has come to an end. I'm sure everyone is handling that rationally. Uh, We're going to get into your voicemail so you can vent any frustrations there. Hope you enjoy the episode. I'm excited about it. First, a word from our sponsors over at Manscaped. It's never too early to play holiday music, and it's never too early to start thinking about gifts either. Whether it's for a friend or the friends in your pants, you can make this season to be jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favor and use the lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. No bueno. Then add in Manscaped's top-of-the-line shower products to help the people thinking, all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about his sack, and so should you. (laughs) That's really funny. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and use my code JETS20, that is J-E-T-S-2-0, for 20% off and free shipping. Get yourself something nice. So, the New York Jets lost gross no bueno and uh in the in the along the way the biggest reason why they lost is because zach wilson was really bad they lost 22 to 17 to the new england patriots in a game that i wanted so badly last week we were hooting and hollering we were raving about that this is the time to show that this jets team is different and i still believe they are different by the way and we're going to get into all of that but just the thing that i am beyond frustrated with and yes I'm frustrated with Zach I'm frustrated that they lost the game as I'm frustrated with this defeatist attitude that's what I'm frustrated about it's that I was inundated with questions in my DMs in my comments hell probably in these voicemails about CJ Stroud Lamar Jackson Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers. Am I missing something here? Is this team not five and three? The New York Jets are five and three. And I get it. The quarterback stunk on Sunday. Stunk. He was the reason why they lost the game. I said it in pretty much every video I made this week. It wasn't John Franklin Myers' penalty. It wasn't the special teams issues. It wasn't the referees. They lost because they got poor quarterback play from their young quarterback. Unfortunately, that happens with young quarterbacks. It's happened with every single quarterback that was taken in last year's draft class, by the way. Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, all five of those guys, all five, have been wildly inconsistent. At time, people were ready to crown Mac Jones as the next heir apparent. He stunk on Sunday. He has seven picks and should have had another one or two more picks in that game. Trevor Lawrence, earlier this year, they're calling Trevor Lawrence a top 10 quarterback in the league. He's been awful recently. Justin Fields has played great the last two weeks. He beat the Patriots in New England. That's huge. He's played significantly better football. But he has also been wildly inconsistent. Trey Lance, injured, unfortunately, wildly inconsistent. But at five and freaking three, I don't want to be talking about off-season BS. For years, I started this channel 
what, 2018, roughly, at some point? But I've been covering the Jets in some capacity since 2015. Not many of you knew me then. I started out a little bit. Actually, no, before that. Really, 2014. 2014, I started a college radio show. That's when I'll technically count this. 2014. 2015, created my own website. Right? 2016, wrote for a couple different platforms. Still did radio throughout college. 2017, still did radio. 18, got into YouTube. And it really took off from there, right? Okay, we know the story. But essentially, since I've been doing it consistently on YouTube, just about daily, we never talk about this. It's always, oh my God, you know, what's the off-season plan, the draft, free agency, this, that, trades, blah, 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 blah. Now, the Jets have a 5-3 and three football team. They have a bad game, mind you, a really bad game, a really bad loss, and now everyone wants to go back to talking about off-season BS? Not me. No, I did that. I've done that for years and years and years. I'm not ready to do that. We might have come to a point this offseason where we have to have that conversation about Zach Wilson. We might. But there's eight. No. Nine. How many, how many games left? Nine games left. Eight after the bye week. There's so much time left in this year. And maybe it doesn't work out with Zach. And then, like I said, we can have that off conversation in the offseason. But at 5-3, and three, that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about what this team's done well. I want to talk about their playoff chances. Because guess what? If the season ended today, they are a playoff team. Yet all anywhere you turn on and see is quarterback issues. And quarterback this and quarterback that. And I get it. I'm not defending Zach Wilson's play. For the umpteenth time this week, he stunk on Sunday, and that's why they lost. But I'm not sticking a fork in the season and saying, oh, we gave it the old college try, and now we're going to go back to the talking about the quarterback carousel and whether we should trade for Lamar Jackson or trade for Derek Carr or trade for Aaron Rodgers. And, uh, you know, and, and around and around and around we go. We've done that for years. This football team is competitive. In a game where their quarterback was downright atrocious, where he had three brutal turnovers, it was a one-score game. They lost by five points. They should have beaten the Patriots. Their defense is legitimately great. They have exceeded my wildest expectations on defense this year. Garrett Wilson, oh my God, 10th overall pick. A rookie, probably going to win Rookie of the Week. The Jets have won, are probably going to win like six of the first eight Rookie of the Weeks. And they're five and three. But all I see on Twitter, on the comments, is Zach Wilson. And I know it stinks. I hate that he played bad. I hate it. I wanted to win that game so bad against the Patriots. I hate the Patriots as much as anybody. It's, I just, I don't want to do shows in early November about what the next quarterback is going to be in the midst of a season where you're five and three and very much alive in the playoff race. 
I don't get it. It's like like last week, we had the day. Everyone had the day. Monday of last week, we were upset about Brees Hall. We were upset about Elijah Vera Tucker. But after that, everyone got it together. Said, okay, this team is playing really good football. They are 5-2. and two. They are in position to control their own destiny in the second half of the season. They look like a team that's in the playoff mix. And one game with really bad quarterback play, has turned it into, we're going to talk about the offseason again. Bullshit. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. If you want that, go somewhere else. I want to talk about this football team being competitive. If you, if someone from the future came, right, back in, in August, or at any point, and said, hey, the Jets are going to be five and three, eight games through the year. You would have been jumping for joy. You would have been saying, golly, that's the best. I love it. The goal was to be competitive. Their over-under mark on the season was five and a half. Most people picked this team to win seven or eight games this year. Most Jeff fans. You had some really positive ones who said maybe they could win 10. And guess what? That's still on the table. It still is. There's nine games left. If they go five and four the rest of the way, they get to 10 wins. And three, you have three home games against Detroit, Chicago, Jacksonville. And you got the Patriots again in a couple weeks. And they look very beatable. They look like this juggernaut Pats team. This upcoming week against Buffalo is going to be insanely hard. Insanely hard to beat Buffalo. To me, they're the best team in the league. I know the Eagles are undefeated. Buffalo is the best team in football. But even still, you're five and four at the bye. Worst case scenario if they lose this game. And you set yourself up with, at that point, eight games left. In the AFC, it might only take nine wins to get into the playoffs. This team has a legitimate shot for the playoffs. And the conversation is about what the plan for the next quarterback is next year and beyond. What about this year? Let's get through 2022 first. It's so unbelievably frustrating. It drives me nuts. I can't stand it. The other thing yesterday was a pretty quiet trade deadline day. The Jets did not trade Elijah Moore. Did not did not trade Denzel Mims. They did not acquire an offensive lineman. Instead, they traded away Jacob Martin in a move that I really like. It was a pick swap. Jacob Martin and a fifth for a 2024 fourth. So you're moving, you're jumping up around, essentially, and letting Jacob Martin go. Which, by the way, if you've watched Bryce Huff over the last few weeks, you probably want him to get Jacob Martin's reps anyway. Vinny Curry's been fantastic. Jermaine Johnson's going to be coming back soon. Jacob Martin's probably at some point going to be a healthy scratch. You got a future fourth. You turned the future. You got to turn a fifth round pick into a fourth round pick. I'll take it. Did I want Conklin? Yes, I wanted Jack Conklin. Some people wanted Larry Tunsil. I get it. There were a lot of other more flashy moves. They could have been buyers, but the Jets are showing that they have faith in their young team. They believe in this young team, but. 
not all, but some fans don't. They're bailing after a tough game from their young quarterback and saying, that's it. Can't use the next eight, nine, eight, nine games for evaluation. I've seen enough. 18 game sample size. That's it for me. You're, you want to see 25 starts from Zach Wilson before calling it? You're crazy. You're too optimistic. You know what? Maybe he does think. Maybe that's what ends up happening, and Zach Wilson isn't the guy. I think you at least owe it to yourself to give a, a guy you invested a second overall pick in two seasons. That's really not asking a lot. It's not. Let's get to the Mojo segment. We talked a lot about Zach Wilson. His stock is down this week, which is not surprising. 32-21 is where he is selling. He's down 3.97%. If you are a Zach believer, maybe now's the time to buy the dip. But we talked about someone who was playing really good football at this past week in Garrett Wilson. He is up. He's now at 1445. He is up 3.83%. I think Garrett Wilson continues to go up. That is my expectation uh, as he is just a special kind of player. He had 115 yards and probably could have had a lot more. There was a lot left on the table from from Zach in a, in a really poor performance. So anyway, with that, let's get into your voicemails. First up, we're going to go out to Josh calling in from Idaho. Wants to talk Zach Wilson and needing to run the ball more. Hey, hey, this is Josh from Idaho. Uh, this is the second time I've called in. Just delete the first one. Uh, all but good. I was just calling about Zach's play, and uh, all the haters asked for him to throw for 300 yards, and guess what? He throws for 355, and they and lose they lost. the game. What a shocker. Like, Joe Flacco did the same thing, throwing for 300 yards. If you can't run the ball, you're not going to win the game. Like, plain and simple. And the Patriots know how to make young quarterbacks look stupid. Like, Running was key this game, and the play calling was absolutely atrocious. Like, I don't blame Zach for throwing three interceptions. Like, he had to make something. He had to do something, and nothing was working. Like, I mean, can the receivers get open? Like, some receivers were open on some plays, but most of the time they were just locked up. Like, I felt bad for Zach this game. Pressure in his face all game. He did make some terrible decisions. His completion percentage was awful. But, like, what do you expect? But, hey, at least you threw for 300 yards. Yep. That's the frustrating thing is the irony here. The painful irony is that we finally got a 300-yard Zach Day and finally got a multi-touchdown Zach Wilson Day, and that's what it was. And that was a, that was ugly. And it was just stupid. The, what, what bothered me with Zach is these are avoidable issues. The first interception happened because he was drifting backwards and threw off his back foot. The second one happened because he didn't throw the ball out of bounds. And the third one was just a, was forced. No reason to make that throw. All three were really bad. There's, there's, no, there's no defending his play. I, I, don't, I don't know if anyone could defend that. It was really rough. You have, to, you have to get better, but I think he deserves the opportunity. And I think this Jets team, they owe it to themselves to see it through a little bit more than 18 games. James is up next, and he does not feel that way. He wants to see Mike White. Hey, Matt. It's, my, name's, uh, my name's James, and um, I just want to hear your take on this, right? So I think that after this bye week, after the Bills week, Mike White has to start over Zach Wilson. After what I saw after this Patriots game, um, he, he was just god-awful. Um, he hasn't been good. 
this whole season or his whole career so far. You know, he hasn't cracked 300 yards yet in a game. Um, terrible. And I think, you know, Mike White never got a fair shot. I think that uh, his pocket presence is better than Zach Wilson. I think that his accuracy is better than Zach Wilson. And um, I think that if they do start Mike White, then they will be a much better team uh, in the second half of the year. All right. See you, Matt. Bye. Why wait until after the bye then? Why not do it this week against the Buffalo Bills, a team that he played last year and threw four interceptions against? Mike White had eight picks in 11 quarters of football last year. And the reason why he never got that far or that fair shot? A fifth-round pick from 2018 who you picked up on the waiver wire isn't going to get the same rope that a second overall pick is. Mike White had a better completion percentage. Mike White hit the check down better. You had that right. But what is... Mike White is not a long-term answer. The reason why he was elevated to the second quarterback and Joe Flacco has been dropped is because I think they're trying to see if Mike White is your long-term answer as QB2. I, I don't I don't get the love with Mike White. I really I don't. And if you're going to invest a pick that high in a player, in, in Zach, you better give him more than 18 games to figure it out, to have it figured out. Because if you don't, well, that's an indictment on the GM, which nobody wants to do. Nobody wants to wants to give JD shit for this because guess what? He's built a pretty good roster so far. Nine more games. You have to let this play out. Next up, we are going to go to Dan. He's calling in from, I believe, Ridgeward. Uh, and he wants to talk about Zach using his legs more. What's up, Matt? Dan from Ridge. Oh, Ridge. The there you go. Cut out. Um, I just have a few quick points. Um, obviously, and I have a question at the end. Obviously, the game was very disappointing. Uh, Zach didn't look good at all. Um, but, well, actually, he had 300 yards, two touchdowns, but three interceptions pretty much erases all that. Because he's re- honestly the reason we lost. Um, I, I'd like to see Zach use his legs more. Um, on that third down, uh, he tr- tried to air that one out to Conklin, but it looked like he had a first down. I know a lot of Jets fans on Twitter were saying yep. uh, there was at least 10 yards of open space for him to run. Um, he could have. And, like, you see, he, he escapes pressure all the time, but he never makes anything happen. He always just, you know, every time he escapes, it's like, oh, God, he's just throwing an interception. So I want to see him utilize his legs more and, you know, try to pick up some yards when it's there. Um Defense looked good. Pass rush uh, wasn't as good as it's been recently, but um, not bad. And then um, my question is, how much longer do you think, you know, the Jets were, are going to be willing to have Wilson out there if he pretty much is just holding the team back and not not helping us in any way? Because, you know, if you put Mike White out there or Flacco, or Flacco, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll win that game. So, take a call, man. Did anyone watch Mike White play outside of the Cincinnati game? Or did anyone watch Joe Flacco in two of his three starts this year? It sucked. Zach sucked this week. But if we're... You, ha- you have to see this thing through. You're not. They already said they're not pulling the plug on it. 
unless there's an injury. Now, maybe if he has three more games in a row with like this, that's a different story. But Robert Sala and Joe Douglas believe that they are going to get more out of Zach Wilson, believe that he's going to snap out of it. I don't know what else to say. I really don't know what else to say. Joe is calling in from California. Hey, Matt. It's Joe from Southern California. Hey, I just got a vent. Jeff fans, just just keep your head. Just keep your head. I, I mean, I can't believe after this game, I actually heard someone bring up that if Wilson doesn't improve soon, we got to look to the draft. Are you, are you kidding? What, do you, what are we talking about here? We're going to finish at least seven and nine. What are you talking about? Look for a quarterback in the draft. Do you know what, how much we'd have to give up just to go up and get one of the top quarterbacks? I mean, Jeff says you guys always do this. Zach Wilson lost the game today. He lost the game. It's one game. It's against a Patriots team. The Patriots are Iceman from Top Gun. All they do is they wear you down and they wait for you to make a mistake or do something stupid and then they got you or whatever the quote was from the movie. That, that's what the Patriots are. And this was still a pretty close game. But yes, Zach Wilson lost the game. But he's in his second year and this is, this is what you've got to write out. Go look at the, the Jaguars game. Take a look at, uh, take a look at, um, what's his name? Stat. He sucked. 133 yards. Two interceptions. Okay, we just you. You need to just relax. We we won four games in a row. We we didn't even think that was possible coming into the season. We're gonna face a tough team next week. We're probably gonna lose. Let's head into the bye week. The other thing is we're playing with musical chairs offensive linemen. The offensive lineman situation is ridiculous. It was bound to catch up to us. And you're going into this musical chairs offensive line against the Patriots. There's, there's probably no worse team to go into that kind of situation with. We need continuity. We need stabilization on the offensive line. I mean, look at the running yards today. It, it, how many times did you watch that game where you saw Zach Wilson scrolls to his right? Zach Wilson scrolls to his right. Zach Wilson scrolls to his right. Did he make good decisions when he scrolled? No. Did he make good decisions when he scrambled? No. He made terrible decisions today. But we have no continuity on this offensive line. The injuries we've had have been unprecedented. It's amazing we even won four in a row. So just chill out, relax. We're not going into the draft looking for a quarterback. And I, I, the one thing I do not want to hear is that in the offseason we should look at a veteran. I, I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to try and get Fitz magic. Uh, I'm not going to go the Brett Favre route, try and squeeze one, one more year out of a quarterback like Matt Ryan or something like that because we think we're a contender. Just, just That's ridiculous. We keep falling into that trap again. Just ride it out, support the kid, see what you have all the way through the season. Okay? Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. I agree that you have to see it out through the rest of the year, and then that's a con. Like I said in the beginning, if, if we have to have a conversation about the quarterback after the year, let's have it after the season. But I think through the ups and downs of a second year is kind of crazy. And the offensive line has been a rotating cast of characters. At the same time, too, Zach can't drift the way that he drifts. Because when he does, he ends up creating more pressure on himself, which is no good. He has a good ability to escape pressure, but sometimes he has to take the simple things. He's got to get in his rhythm. He has to get in his groove. I, I don't know. I, just, I think you need to see more than 18 games. 
13 in year one, five in year two, and that's it, man. That's it. Pull the plug. Jake from Jersey's next. More Zach Wilson conversation. What's up, Matt? Jake from Jersey. I called uh, yesterday uh, and was a bit irrational. I rewatched some of the game. Um, and honestly, maybe I'm the only guy to say this now. I mean, I kind of did a 180 on my take. But after watching again, I just think that uh, – I'm not that mad with how Zach played. Like, I was, okay, yeah, it was like the picks were horrible, but like, it's not like they were picks where like the defense was tricking him or like they were the wrong reads. Like, the, when, when he explained them too, like he said the last two, like he was trying to throw the second one away and he was trying to make a play on the last one, which I get, but like, that was a horrible throw. But like, I just, I, I think honestly, if that pick six isn't taken off the board by a horrible rough in the passer penalty, I think we win the game and we're talking about how good Zach played. I, I just I think that his interceptions were more just boneheaded and can be fixed rather than like the like like almost like the if you compare that to like the Darnold seeing ghost games, like Darnold wasn't good at all. Like at least Zach threw for like three hundred and fifty five yards and touchdowns. I mean, yeah, granted, he had three picks, but, like, not like they were the wrong reads or, you know, like, he was tricked or anything. Like, the defense wasn't too much for him. He just, I think he's got to learn how to cope with himself a little bit on letting plays go. He can't run around for 35 seconds and I just throw it up for grabs, but that's all I got to say. I just want to hear your take on what you think of how Zach played when you go back and look at that. But, yeah, man. Go Jets. See what happens with the Bills this week. Yeah, it's uh, the Bills game is going to be incredibly tough. It's going to be incredibly tough. Uh, I there's there's no I can't defend Zach's play. There were some good moments early on. Um, the pass to Garrett Wilson was really nice. The touchdown pass, the first one to Tyler Conklin, was really nice. And then the first interception, and the, everything fell. And you know what? That that penalty was super annoying because it took points off the board and it was a big swing in the game. That's going to get called every time in today's NFL. I know I've seen the the takes of how can you expect a big guy like that to stop? And I, and I get it. And is it frustrating that it, this is today's NFL? Yeah, that's a different conversation, but that's called every single time. There were other opportunities where the Jets could have won this game, and there were other opportunities where the, the Jets could have been better. Special teams stunk. They missed a field goal. The brain man stunk. He had two two or three really bad punts. And most importantly, the quarterback turned it over and, and gave the opposing team really good field position. You can't win many games like that with, with how the quarterback played. Next up, John out in Connecticut. Let's go. Hey, Matt. I think my, my last call got broken up or ended or something, but this is John Finnegan from Connecticut. Um, can't imagine the calls you're getting this week. I'm sure it's pretty brutal, so I'll try and keep mine pretty even keeled. But, uh, you know, I got a couple points on Zach. I got a couple points, like, coming to your defense on your outlook on the situation. But, uh, you know, I'm in, I admittedly have not been a Zach Wilson guy for a while. I, at least I've had my doubts about him. Um, you know, it wasn't the New England game last year. It wasn't the Denver game. To me, it was the Houston game where he was, you know, missing people on five-yard out routes, throwing at people's feet on screens, just 
just really basic stuff that he wasn't doing. Um, but one thing I got to say, and like, I don't understand when it became so controversial to like publicly support your 22-year-old second-year quarterback. I mean, can't. Like, obviously, he's not playing well. And, like, I said this on my last call. Like, it's, yeah, it's scary that, like, the commanders are getting better production from Taylor Heineke than the Jets are with Zach Wilson. But I just don't understand this narrative that, like, if you try and find silver linings in Zach's game, that you're, like, some delusional fan. And I've seen that on Reddit, Twitter, all that stuff. Because guess what? I mean, if the fans were making the decisions, Sauer and Ulbricht would have been fired after week three. Uh, Carl Lawson would have been cut. Flacco, Flacco would have kept the starting job. So it's just these rash and like opinions and decisions that like the fans like think need to happen right away. And Hey Manning, like one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, if the Colts dumped him after one season, then he wouldn't have one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever live. And he had statistically the worst season a rookie quarterback has ever had. So I mean. Like I said, Zach's not playing well right now. He's holding the team back. But it just really bothers me that people think that this process is somehow done overnight. We literally have fans on Twitter clamoring for Gino again, like want him back. And yet another guy that the fans and organization kick to the curb, and then we just expect the next guy on the quarterback carousel to step in and be a pro bowl after year one. It really makes sense. Um, so... I'll stand here and advocate, honestly, for the fact that I think the lack of QB production in this organization is an organizational issue. I don't think it's a Zach Talent issue. So mm. let me know what you think. Just wanted to give you my honest thoughts about Zach and defend where you're coming from and go Jets. Yeah, I appreciate the different perspective because I just feel like it's bashing my head into a wall where I can't stress enough how poorly Zach played, but at the same time don't want to completely abandon ship 18 games in. It's not the same situation as when, when Darnold in 2020. That was after people were saying pull the plug on Darnold after like 30 starts, something like that. No one was saying pull the plug after after year two, or very few were saying pull the plug after year two. And he had 26 starts in his first two years. And yeah, through 18 starts, Sam was absolutely more productive. But have we had never seen a quarterback ever improve after 18 starts? The book is written and closed and over, stamped, signed, sealed, delivered, whatever expression you want to use. It's it. It's done. You can't even see through the whole second season. You have to go to a 99-year-old Joe Flacco or Mike White, who everyone loves because he threw for 400 yards, averaging like, Four yards in the air on on the average depth of target. It's just so bizarre. I don't get it. I really don't get it at all. I don't know. I don't know when it became controversial, but it just, it, it has. That's the reality that we're living in right now. This video is all, and podcast is also brought to you by BUSR, the official sports book of BUSR of Matt O'Leary NY is BUSR. Sign up at BUSR.com slash Matt. And we are also doing a ticket giveaway. You can win tickets to Jets versus Bears. Nice seats. All you have to do is sign up with my link, deposit 100 bucks, and you are entered to win. The full terms and conditions are down below in the description.
Constantine is calling in. He's calling from Florida. He wants to talk about uh, the New York Jets and how they're coming on strong. Hey, Matt, this is Constantine from Florida. What's up? How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. Listen, I know people are going to be talking about the game. I know people are going to bash Zach Wilson for making some bad decisions. But I'll be honest with you, I'm not that upset about it. To be quite honest with you, did I really think we were going to be 5-3 and three by now? No. Did I think that our offense was going to click the way it did the last couple of weeks? No. Did you? Now, I understand he made some bad decisions, but he did throw for over 355 yards. Just fine-tune some of the mistakes, and that's coachable. We can't give up on this kid. He's not Sam Donald. Sam Donald was out there seeing ghosts. <laughs> Sam Donald can give a crap about what the Jets were doing on offense. This kid is not like that. His heart is into it, I could tell. Now, our defense is playing a lot better than I had really Lights out. ever had thought they would this year. I think this defense is going to start becoming something serious even more. Get the offense right. Let's not give up on this kid. Let's not bash him. If you're a real Jets fan, this is the time to support, not to criticize. Now, yeah, we can be a little disappointed at the outcome because we wanted to beat the Patriots. Of course. But the bottom line is we're a better team than them. We just didn't win. And I think it's because of mistakes that are correctable. I don't think we should go into a panic mode because now we got Buffalo, and Buffalo looked like a world beater against the Packers. But then again, that's to be expected this season. It's not the Jets' time as of right now, but it's coming. So let's not bash him. Let's not bash the offense. Remember, we lost Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker. That's a big, big loss on an offense that was clicking the way it did. So correct some of the mistakes. Let's get up with a positive attitude. Let's be competitive against Buffalo. That's all I ask. I don't want a 41 nothing blowout. I want us to be competitive, and I know we can. And let this team build. It's building. It's a baby. It's just got to grow. And we got to give it some tender love and care. You're going to sit there and criticize and point the finger, then you know what? Go back to the same old Jets if that's the Jet fan you want to be. I choose not to. I'm going to be the Jet fan that's going to support this team and believe in this team. And Zach Wilson has plenty of opportunities to prove me right. And if he doesn't, well, then we'll have to look for another quarterback because this team, this team is definitely on the up and up, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So as always, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 let's go. Woo! I love that energy. I needed that positive energy. It just gets a little draining, man. And like I said at the top of the show, I don't really want to talk about offseason scenarios yet. Because this team is still good. They're 5-3. and three. They are exceeding all of our expectations. And yes, maybe the uh, the bar moves or the expectation moves because the team's ahead of schedule in some areas. But let's not forget they're a young team that is going to be a roller coaster ride. A young Having a young quarterback is going to be a roller coaster ride. There's going to be times where he does really dumb things this past week. And there are going to be times where he has some really great moments. Fourth quarter against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So... I think we have to ride it out for the, I'll say it for the, what is this, 9,999th time. There are nine more games this year. We'll see how the rest of it goes. Like I said, I really appreciate the uh, that outlook 
because it's just it's over and over again. Brian from VA wants to call in and wants to talk uh, JFM. Hey, Matt O'Leary. This is Brian Bogan calling in from Virginia. What's up, dude? Uh, it's Monday morning or Monday afternoon or so. Uh, I wanted to give myself some time to let the game sink in before I called in, but a couple notes that I had that I just like your opinion on. Um, the JFM thing, uh, stupid. Second time he's done it. Uh, I don't know if they just need to tell him that if it continues, he's going to get fined per uh, penalty or whatever they're going to do. But the thing I mainly got out of it was I loved Salah's passion on the sideline yelling at the ref, but I feel like a, a portion of that anyway should have been directed at JFM because I feel like he's doing this with no repercussions and um, I love Salah. I think he's great. I think he's our coach, but I do worry a little bit that he is not really giving the players the, uh, the I don't want to say punishment, but, you know, what they need to do to stop making mistakes. Uh, as far as Zach goes, not a great day. We saw some great stuff from him, but we saw some really shitty stuff from him too. And, and it worries me, but... If we can eliminate the bad things and just keep the good things, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, tight ends had a really good day. I'm glad yes. to see them finally popping out. They uh, did. This game obviously showed that AVT and Brief were, I think, maybe even bigger losses than we thought they were going to be. Uh, running game, while we didn't run the ball much, there really wasn't much to it, and the O-line just wasn't wasn't doing very good. And, uh, my last little thing is uh, Rookie of the Week. It looks like we might have a sixth belt coming our way. Uh, Garrett I Wilson. Jet fans like usual are going to jump on the uh, online and, and make votes for Garrett Wilson. So I assume we're <laughs> going to have six belts over eight weeks, which is just crazy. But uh, it gives me hope for the future. There's at least that. But uh, I hope your day's a little better today than it was yesterday. Thank you. Uh, still hope for the future. We're doing better than I thought we would do at this point. So go Jets. I love it. I love the perspective and it's frustrating with John Franklin Myers because I'm a really big fan of his. I think he's a very good player and I think he's underrated at times, but this is like you said, it's happened a couple of times now. And while it sucks that this is today's NFL, they're going to call that every single time and it's annoying. It's frustrating having to deal with it, but we got to find a better way to, uh, to adjust and adapt. It's frustrating. Could have been up 17 to three. And who knows what would have happened at that point. Let's go to Jerry Jet. Matt O'Leary, this is the Massapequa Mauler, Jerry Jet. What's up, dude? Now, now, Matt, listen, I know you're a staunch Wilson, Zach Wilson supporter, okay? By the way, I'm 58 years old. I'm probably older than your dad, but I'm not too old. I've been around the block, and I've been a Jet fan for 50 years. But, Matt, I'm just going to ask you a question, and then I'll hang up, and you can tell me when you put me on your show, okay, in a couple of days or whatever. What is it that you like about Zach Wilson, Matt? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because, it, it, listen, I've been telling you, this is not the guy. I'll hang up and I'll listen. I just want to know what 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 makes you think that he's going to be good. I want to hear your scouting report on this kid because he don't got it. 
Thank you. Jerry Jet out. <laughs> so that's 60. He's got you by a couple of years. Um, and there's probably about two years worth of videos on why I liked Zach Wilson as a prospect and why I like Zach Wilson as a prospect. So uh, you can scroll back. Uh, this sounds like, I could be wrong, but this sounds like someone who maybe had a preconceived notion about what the Jets should have done at the quarterback position in 2020 and didn't like the pick of Zach Wilson then and still don't like it now. He stunk on Sunday. Again, I, I, I've said it a bunch on this show. I do like Zach Wilson as a prospect. There were many people that do. And like how that's phrased is like that he wasn't worthy of going in the top half of the draft. Which is bizarre because it's it's made out to think that like I'm on this island. That I'm the only one on planet Earth who thought Zach Wilson was worthy of a, of a top pick. And it's funny because there's a lot, not all, there's a lot of people who are Sam Darnold truthers who are getting in their takes on Zach Wilson being so bad. And there's a lot of people who love Justin Fields and wanted Justin Fields. And right now, for the last two weeks, he's looked really good. But the point that I made then and the point that remains now is that all the quarterbacks from the 2021 draft class should be held to the same standard. It's going to take time. It is taking time for all of them. Mac looked good last year. Mac looked bad this year. Zach Wilson looked bad last year through the first half. Looked okay down the stretch. Zach Wilson had nice moment against the Pittsburgh Steelers in the fourth quarter. Had a good game against the Miami Dolphins. Struggled the last couple weeks. Had a really abysmal game this past week. There'll probably be games after the bye week where things start to look a little bit different for him. Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. In September, he was a top 10 quarterback. He played worse against Denver than Zach did. So I don't know what you want, Jerry Jett. Do you want to do your victory lap that you're right about Zach Wilson after 18 games? And maybe you will end up being right at the end of the day with Zach Wilson. Maybe we will find out that Zach Wilson isn't the guy. But this is something that I know was coming from you after 13 games of Zach Wilson last year. I don't think 13 games, nor do I think 18 games, is a fair sample size. I don't. I want to see the next nine. And we could have this conversation at the end of the season when they're not five and three. When it's the offseason time. Shane is calling in next. He is calling from New Jersey. And we are going to talk about something uh, about Zach being compared to another quarterback. Hey, Mr. Matt O'Leary, Shanton, Jersey, giving you a call here. Uh, something I just really wanted to get off my chest, man, and it's exploded again after this weekend, is I'm getting really sick and tired of uh, all the Jets fans 
uh, using like the Josh Allen comparison is almost like a like a shield. I feel like like they both kind of started off a little bit slow. Mountain West, uh, strong arms, slow start, stuff like that. And every time Zach messes up, you, you'll hear somebody, even myself included, for a while was like, ah, Josh Allen, same thing. Ah, give him time. This, that, the third. Like we need to absolutely cut that out. It, it gives me chest pains now hearing it. And I hear it again. I'm a guy who watches clearly a lot of Jets videos and stuff. I think everyone's done it, but I think we have to cut it. Cut it out right now. It's it's getting a little ridiculous. We cannot keep comparing Zach to Josh Allen. Dude's about to be an MVP. Like, I get it. I get it. For everything I just named, it's just I'm getting sick and tired of it. We have to hold Zach accountable. Every video I watch from Jets people, big, small, whatever it is, they're bringing up Josh Allen. The ESPN guys are. They're, they're roasting Zach, and appropriately so. He played terrible. And, again, I've done the Josh Allen comparison, but it really – it just needs to stop. Zach needs to pick it up. Secondly, with that, I am by no means uh, done with the kid or off of him. Anybody who is saying put Mike White in or somehow Flacco in needs to schedule a physical with their doctor because something's not right. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, Got to give the kid a chance. Again, still young. He needs to fix the small errors talk about chess pain. But that's basically what I wanted to say, your thoughts on that. I still have a ton of faith in him, man. 18 games in, young, the whole team's young. LaFleur Salo, like, how, how could you possibly get off of him after this this quick uh, of, like, a time? It just baffles me, man. But, yeah, that's about all I got. Uh, love the show. Be good, my man, and go Jets. Later. Appreciate it. Thank you for calling in, Shane. Um, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen's an incredible outlier, right? But I think the point, and I not that I I don't want to make the Josh Allen comparison, but maybe a better, not necessarily better comparison. But for instance, after two years, Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa were considered both were considered massive question marks going into their third year, and both those guys have played better than what Zach has through eighteen games. But there's still another nine games left this year. The, the ups and downs of a young quarterback is crazy. And again, like like you said, man, maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe Zach Wilson isn't the guy, but I don't want to make that decision after 18 games when he's 4-1 and one as a starter this year and when they are 5-3 and three currently right now. Maybe that's a conversation that could be had in the offseason. Joe is calling in from Connecticut. Has a couple of Zach Wilson questions. Hey, Matt. Joe from Trumbull. Very somber today. Uh, instead of a question, I kind of just, I, I know you've given your thoughts already, but I kind of want your take on this perspective. Okay. So a lot of Jet fans were going with the, coming into this week, was it, would you rather have Wilson throw for 400 yards and two touchdowns and lose? Or would you rather have Wilson play the way he was playing and win? And I find that ironic because obviously I'm not trying to be a homer. I'm not trying to make excuses for the kid, but those mistakes, those three loftily mistakes where he could have just thrown the ball out of bounds, even the ball to Ty Johnson. I feel like always over the middle to Ty Johnson is when the interceptions happen. It's just like a recurring theme, I feel. There was the one in the Houston game, one in the Eagles game, the one uh, Sunday. But I find it very ironic because people were so concerned about Wilson has to get stats, Wilson has to get stats. And he he did the stats, but he also had three, three turnovers that cost us the game. 
Uh, what's your perspective on that? Or what do you think about people who were so concerned about it and it went from that to, oh, Wilson got his stats. He also cost us the game. And now it's, we got to get Lamar Jackson. We got to get Derek Carr. I also have another point, too. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I have my own podcast, and I kind of talked about it on there, but I want to bring it over here and see what you think. If you look at the quarterbacks with job security in the NFL, it's very slim. There are few guys that really are going to be quarterbacks in this league that barring injury for the next 10 years. So if the point is we can win now, get a guy, would you rather win now or let Zach Wilson develop into what all what we all think he can become, what we all at one point believe he can come, or would you rather throw a wrench and everything, go make a trade for Derek Carr now or in the offseason, or go sign a Kirk Cousins and win 11 games but also be very seemingly mediocre and have a slim chance at making it out of the playoffs and into the Super Bowl. That's kind of my perspective. I would love to get yours. Thanks, Matt, for taking my call. Let's go, Jets. Yeah, and the thing that, just to go off, I, I don't want to go too deep into offseason conversation like that, but the thing that I'll note is that if you are making a big trade for that, that player is going to have a pretty damn high cap hit. So who are you losing when you do that? What good players are you losing when you make a move like that? That's why the rookie contract is so important. Um, as for some of the other stuff, yeah, like that's what I said you know, earlier too, the incredible irony of Zach finally throwing for a boatload of yards and a couple touchdowns, and it was in his worst performance of the year with three interceptions. I don't want Zach to be throwing the ball 18 times a, a game. I also don't want him to be throwing the ball 40-plus times a game. There should be a happy medium. A young quarterback should be throwing the ball 25 to 35 times a game. They ran the ball 15 in this game, missing Brees Hall hurt, missing AVT hurt, and stopped doing dumb shit. That's my take on it. Let's close with who do we got? Let's close with Ronnie from New Jersey. Wants to talk about the coaching staff. Hey, Matt, what's up, buddy? This is Ronnie from New Jersey. I just up, want dude? to say big fan of the show. Thank and you. also, I'm actually Johnny Ice Cream's dad. So if you could shout out Johnny Ice Cream, I'd appreciate it. His uh, Instagram and TikToks are Johnny from NJ. Anyway, he was a little upset, nonetheless, after this week's game. Okay, and here's what I got to say. You know, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for Zach Wilson because those those interceptions were atrocious. That rough in the past or changed the whole momentum of the game. But here's, here's the issue, okay? The O-line, obviously, we know the injuries. We know what's going on up there. The kid doesn't have time to throw the ball. This is a coaching issue. Okay, we're dealing with a young quarterback. We, we see the flashes. We see the escapability. I want to see some quarterback design runs. Okay, I want to see some screens. Where are the screens? Where's the bubble screens? Where's Elijah Moore on the reverses? Give me some jet sweeps, Tiberios. Run the ball. There's no reason we need to be actually throwing the ball 41 times against the Patriots. I mean, what are we doing? Run the ball. I don't care if we run the ball three times into the line and don't get a first down. It's okay to punt. It's okay to punt. We have a great defense. This is we need to run the football, not put this kid in a position where he's throwing the ball. Okay, he needs to. It's okay to throw it out of bounds and throw it into the fifteenth row of the stadium. Yes. Don't even throw it anywhere near the field. He's got to be coached, and he's got. We got to start calling a game that benefits the kid. Look what we did about Mark Sanchez. What did we do? Play action pass. Read half the field. If it's not there, throw it away. Run the ball. Play defense. All right? Six sacks for the defense. There's absolutely no reason we lose that game. 
No reason whatsoever. Now we got Buffalo coming in. We got to make the kid. Don't give up on Zach. He's shown flashes. He's got the ability, the arm. He can do it. We got to protect him. And by protecting him, I mean screen passes, bubble screens. Put Conklin in at fullback with Azuma at tight end and run the ball. Oh, love the show, Matt. Appreciate it, buddy. Have a good one. Go Jets. That is tremendous. I love it. Thank you so much for calling in. I, I've i talked about Johnny on the show. I would love, in all seriousness, if we could set it up, I would love to have Johnny on. I think he is fantastic. I love the energy. I love the gimmick that's become, you know, Johnny and the ice cream. Uh, I would love to talk to you about setting something up like that. Uh, and, yes, I just I just followed the IG account. Um and I'm going to check it out on on uh, on TikTok as well. Good for, good for him, man. He's such a good energy. I love it. Uh, and you're you're right. I think you know. I talked about it with the last caller. Fifteen runs. That's not enough. I don't know if I'd go as far as saying that it's uh, it's all on the coaching staff because there are some things like that are re- that should be really fixable for Zach. For instance, the dropping back and uh, just for whatever reason, throwing off your back foot, not getting your feet set, not stepping up in the pocket, not pulling it down and run. Are those things that can go away with more reps? Yeah, I think so. And that's kind of what I want to, that's what I want to see. I want to see him get his chance. I want to see him get the eight, nine more starts this year and hope it turns around because this week stunk. I hated it. This is my least favorite week of the season for the New York Jets. That's going to do it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Just Jets. I appreciate it. If you don't know, I also do the Jet Report live Monday through Thursday on YouTube, but it is also available in podcast form after the fact. So if you're listening to this show in podcast form and you're like, I want even more Matt O'Leary in my life, I appreciate that. You can subscribe to that audio feed too. That's uploaded shortly after uh, it goes live. So in the afternoons on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Whole lot of content coming at you. You can follow Just Jets on social media, by the way, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Matt O'Leary and Y on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We recently, we just went over as of yesterday, we went over 10,000 followers on TikTok. That's a really big threshold. That's an important threshold. So I genuinely appreciate that. You guys mean the absolute most to me. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I'm Matt O'Leary, and I'll talk to you next time.